Hello everyone, Chaplain Philip with you again. Last year was filled with turmoil and uncertainty. It was filled with tension and at times it seemed like we were living in an alternate unreality. I had hoped that 2021 would be a new fresh start, that it would bring back a sense of normalcy to our topsy-turvy, out-of-control world. But last week dashed those hopes bringing a greater sense of danger, as well as an inability to know how to process it. The last time our national capital came under siege was when the British occupied it in 1814. Is there anything normal, positive, or uplifting happening anymore? Last week reminded me of that 1963 comedy adventure movie by Stanley Kramer entitled, It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. As I pondered the latest happenings, several Bible verses came to my mind concerning what will take place prior to Jesus' second coming. I'll start with Daniel 12, verse 4, which describes the frantic pace of our society and the wealth of our knowledge. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Then let's look at Luke chapter 21, verses 25 and 26, where Jesus responds to his disciples' question about what it would be like before the second coming and the end of the earth. Here's what he says. And there will be signs in sun and moon and stars, and upon the earth distress of nations. Have we experienced that? Distress of nations in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. I believe that we're seeing many of these things taking place. I'm not a prophet, nor am I a doomsday sayer. I don't believe in scaring people. I refuse to make predictions about what to expect or when Jesus is coming back. But I will say that this is the time to reflect on the fact that Jesus is coming back. Our redemption may be sooner than we think. National and world events can serve as indicators to remind us of that fact. How then shall we respond? Should we be afraid? Should we be fearful and start running to and fro, wringing our hands in fear as described in Luke 21 verse 26? I think the most important thing for us to do is to get excited and lean more heavily on Jesus' promises that, according to Hebrews 13, verse 5, he will never leave us or forsake us. In speaking about the end of the world, Jesus promised that his children, those who love him and trust in him for everything, should not be afraid. Throughout Luke chapter 21, Jesus tells his disciples not to be terrified when they see all these things happening. Wars, upheavals, turmoil, pestilence, pandemics, destruction, persecution, betrayals, imprisonments, etc. In verse 18, he says, But not a hair of your head will perish. In verse 28, Jesus says, And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. He actually says, hey, this is a good thing. John, the apostle who wrote Revelation, 
looked forward to that day, even though it was ushered in by great upheaval. He put ink to paper to share with us Jesus' promise, I am coming soon. And his reply, Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. That's found in Revelation 22, verse 20. John was not afraid, and neither should we be afraid. Why? Because Jesus will be with us and will shepherd us right through to the end, no matter how bad it gets. After the death of Moses, God picked Joshua to replace him to complete the task of bringing Israel into the land of Canaan. Imagine how Joshua felt when the heavy mantle of leadership fell upon his shoulders. I can imagine Joshua going outside the camp to be alone. I know he did that just before they went to circle Jericho. Out into the night to clear his mind, to contemplate how he was to accomplish the Herculean task of getting Israel from where they were in the wilderness to the promised land. I'm sure he felt inadequate for the job. Moses left behind some pretty big sandals. Would his own combat boots be big enough to get the job done? Remember, Joshua knew how difficult the children of Israel could be. He'd been Moses' top general for the last 40 years. I like, I like to think that God came to him as he sat there all alone, deep in thought, and praying to God for wisdom. The first chapter of the book of Joshua documents God's promise that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Be strong and of good courage. This promise is found first in verse 6. But I found the same phrase, be of good courage, written all through the book of Joshua. Actually, all through scripture in one form or another. And Joshua is one of my favorite books. Why? because it stands out in Israel's history as a bright beacon of success of what God will do for his children when they trust him enough to take care of them to take care of them in all things why did i bring this up so that we would have courage so that we would not be afraid so that we would lean on god just like joshua leaned on god after the death of moses Take God's promise to heart, my friends, as we launch into a new year, into uncharted territory where when we leap, we have no idea of where we will land. God knows where we'll land. In fact, he has the landing pad prepared for us and it's soft, deep, and cushiony. His promises will always take us through, right through to the end. Whether the world, the times, or the events that we inhabit are scary or not, our God is sufficient to meet all of our needs. He is our courage during hard times. Hope Darst sings one of my favorite praise songs, Peace Be Still. Here are a few of the lyrics. I don't want to be afraid every time I face the waves. I don't want to fear the storm just because I hear it roar. Peace be still, you are here, so it is well. Even when my eyes can't see, I will trust the voice that speaks. I encourage you to listen to this whole song and let it wash over you with its message of trust, 
hope, and a promise of peace. Until next time, I'm Chaplain Philip, and as always, may God bless you today.